Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic Pennsylvania-ist, uh, ATV ridingist, hot tubbingist, one-on-oneingist uh, recap podcast of The Bachelor ever, ever, and ever. And uh, so today, I'm coming to you from a brand new chair that you can't see. Oh, uh, but boy, was it expensive. <laughs> Furniture is bullshit. That's the thing, like, you don't think about this, like, as, as a kid, I guess you try to, like, conceptualize, like, what it's like to be an adult, but really, all an adult is, is the, the only real difference is you're like, a couch costs that much, a chair costs that much, I'm just constantly overwhelmed by the price of furniture, it's horrifying. Yeah, and it really makes a huge difference, so, like, my first chair that I sat in, which, by the way, has had one arm that snapped off of it. And I've been dealing with it for like the past year and a half. Um, cost me seventy dollars, and sure look like it cost seventy dollars. And this chair costs like four hundred dollars. Yep, that's about. <laughs> and what it's I spent. <laughs> so nice. It's really nice. It's got like the four D armrests. Um, I've got a really nice lumbar cushion. Um, it it like tilts and leans and you know it does a lot of cool stuff the arm the armrest adjustment was honestly one of my one of the biggest sells for me uh but now and we were talking about this right before we hit record um yeah now i need a whole new desk like because i'm like well i'm short like this chair is great for me and and i i am gonna get um a footrest and i think that's gonna make a big difference as well Mm -hmm. uh just to kind of because for those of you who don't know me <laughs> and are just listening along at home, I'm sh- a little bit shorter than five feet. So there is <laughs> no- say A little bit shorter than most people, which is- also <laughs> <true>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a lot bit shorter than most people. Um, I'm under five feet tall. And so uh, a footrest would be really good. And I saw a heated footrest actually when I was Whoa. going through, when I actually, I'm trying to remember if it was one of the magazines you gave me or not. <laughs> no, I think it was one of Tuck's mom's magazines or something. But as I was, I'm working on my vision board right now. And as I was like ripping stuff out of one of the magazines, I was like, oh, a heated footrest for your desk. Oh my God, I'm going to get this. So, so I'll probably get that. It was like 40 bucks. It's really not that expensive. I was like, this is great. Um, you should put that on so, your vision board. Then when you get it, you can be like, yeah. I got it. Mission accomplished. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Then I'll have like one. It's like it's like when you write a list and then the first thing is like write list. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done with that, you're like, ooh, first thing done. Like, yeah, okay. I Better like that. Better take a I, break. I've accomplished something. Yeah, look at check. Um, so, so yeah, I think that'll make a big difference. And like the lumbar cushion makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I could really use an overall short desk. But I, at my office that I have visited once in the last 10 months. Um, My office, I have a convertible desk and it's really, really nice. Like it's hydraulic. I can, it's got three set, like I can save three settings on it for like the heights I like. It's, it's L-shaped and fully adjustable. 
And um, I miss that. <laughs> but I'm not necessarily going to be back there right away. And I would also like to be comfortable when I'm at home anyway. And so I was like, well, maybe I should invest in like a hydraulic desk. And then we started looking at it right before we recorded. And yeah, now I just... And, and I had already, you had said that you were talking about upgrading your home computer. I've been having conversations with one of my friends who wants to build a computer with me. And I was like, yeah, in the next like year or two, I'd like to build a computer with you. So uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I'm still like, I want to get all the lighting in here good. Like I want to have programmable lighting. And, you know, for those of, also for those of you who don't know, I also stream on Twitch. So oh, I've got like right. a, I've got like there. a, yeah, yeah. I've got a stream deck that, you know, I have buttons that I can press to like change colors of light. So I want to get programmable lights. And like, I just got new headphones um, for Christmas. Tuck bought me headphones and they're really lightweight and really nice. So everything's slowly upgrading in here. But, but yeah, the chair is, this is a super comfy chair, but now it's like just pointing out how short I am. And I'm like, wow, if this desk was like, six inches shorter it would probably be perfect for me mm. so anyway ugh, it's a whole thing um what a day what a day it's friday uh i had a week and then last night i had a an eye emergency that i had to deal with this morning but everything's okay um still have two gonna, eyes, i hope yeah i still have two eyes i'm gonna give everyone a psa uh if you notice uh floaters in your eyes that aren't normally there um, things darting across your vision, flashing lights, uh, a curtain seems to appear over one or both of your eyes, uh, seek help immediately because it could be a detached retina. So, oh God. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I went in, luckily something else has detached. Luckily. Um, Great. I have, <laughs> I have what's called a detached vitreous, uh, which is, uh, it's like a film that sits in your eye. The way my doctor described it is that it does you some good when you're like a fetus. <laughs> and like after oh. that point, it really doesn't help you. And yeah. it just and you haven't me. been a fetus for a while, right? I haven't been a fetus for a while. Okay. And, <laughs> and, uh, but, but for some people as they age, it's common that that detaches and floats into your eye. But for most people, it's like you're going to be at least over 50, and it's very common when you're 80. But because I have grandma eyes, it happened to me at 32. Mm. Um, and so, and it happened to my doctor too. So he was like, I've been there. I totally know. That's and nice. to, yeah, to him, it looks like cellophane over my eye. To me, it looks like a big, uh, like gray spot. And eventually, your brain kind of accommodates around it, and you don't notice it as much. But it mm -hmm. sounds like it's going to be in my eye for like a few months um, before it goes away. And uh, and that's kind of best case scenario from what I'm reading. And it, you could still have a detached retina. So he's like, oh. if anything changes dramatically out of nowhere, I don't care if it's three in the morning, uh, you're getting emergency care right then and there. Because otherwise you can go blind. So that would suck. Um, <laughs> yes, that would suck. So PSA. Uh, because a lot of people don't know about this. And this is something I just found out about a year or a month ago from my ophthalmologist. Uh, if you notice anything like that, 
Call your eye doctor immediately. Call a nurse line. I called doctor on demand last night and talked to a doctor and she was like, I mean, I think you'll be safe to call in the morning, but sometimes if it really obscures your vision, they want you to go in to the emergency room like right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have extreme nearsightedness, so it makes me more susceptible to getting it. If you've had like eye trauma or you're very nearsighted, there's like a couple other things that make you like more susceptible to getting it. So anyway, just want to educate people because that's something I just found out about. And <laughs> it blows my mind that I found out about it a month ago. And and it was like one of those things where, you know, like I was like, am I being a hypochondriac like last night? Because I was like, <laughs> this, I definitely noticed there's something in my field of vision. And after it didn't go away after an hour, I was like, I think I need to call someone. And they were like, yeah, you're describing what could be a detached retina. So you should go in like right as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. And when I went in today, they were like, yeah, you needed to come in. There's no way you can tell unless you come in because they have to like dilate your eyes and, you know, like look around in there and kind of he was like pressing on my eyeball and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It is weird. Um, So. Yeah, it just so happened that 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 timed out well for me. But imagine if it hadn't. So yeah, uh, we don't want to blind Sammy. No, take care of your eyes, everybody. Um, Because without eyes, you can't see some of the fashion choices that people make on The Bachelor. And that would be unfortunate. I mean, we could still describe it to you or someone might have to describe it to me eventually. This show is going to turn into me just like describing. Be my eyes. Be my eyes. <laughs> um, so so for those of you, if there's if we have any listeners who can't see, I'm going to do my best to describe some of the outfits on the show, specifically worn by Victoria, because what oh. the fuck was she thinking? I, and- I don't. My God. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got some questions for you because I don't completely understand women's fashion, but I, no, not at all. It, neither <laughs> does she. Um, and uh, I thought that that was a really good segue. So anyway, I'm just gonna toot toot. Uh, anyway, so, uh, okay. So we, so I will say Tuck did watch this whole episode, but he was just like, I don't know if I have anything to add, but I will say he hates Victoria. He's like, she sucks. Like I have a couple comments from, from him throughout the, my notes. So Mm -hmm. Anytime, anytime there's a comment that he threw in there, I will make a point to say it. He said he'll do two more um, episode recaps this season. So I suggested hometowns because I figured like hometowns make sense. That's mm-hmm. that's like a fun because he was like, yeah, when things get juicy. And I'm like, I feel like hometowns would be good because women tell all if he's not watching all the episodes, that's not interesting. Yeah. Um and then he said he'd watch the finale. So, and I'll kind of keep him in the loop about anything big that happens along the way too. So, and he might Perfect. watch a couple episodes here and there as well. So anyway, that's your update because I know you're all dying to hear about what's, when's Tuck going to be on next? Well, you might have to wait a few episodes, but he'll be back. He said he The would. new star of Rose Plate Special, Everybody's Talking Tuck. <laughs> well, my parents did listen to the last episode and they really enjoyed his take on things. especially his garlic breath theory. So (laughs) that's what my mom told me. Um, 
So, okay. So I always thought this place where they're staying for some reason, I thought it was pronounced Nemacolon. Yeah. But then someone said Nemacolon. And now I just don't know if uh, I'm right or wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. I'm not sure on that one. I, I don't mean, know why I always. Nemacolon, and I guess we go with the Nemacolon. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, someone said we're here at Nemecolon, and I'm assuming that's the producers picking the correct pronunciation, but they also do things to make the contestants look dumb. So mm. I just don't know what to feel. But anyway, so we'll call it Nemecolon, but if it is Nemecolon, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah. guess what, everyone? Victoria is not here to make friends. No, absolutely she... not. In fact, she's she's really coming in hot. And this is something... <laughs> I wonder all the time, constantly on this show, how much of The Bachelor are these women watching before they go on The Bachelor? Because right. we are barely, barely into this season at all. And she is already coming for someone. Like, they've been there for, what, three days maybe? I don't yeah. even know. And she's already like, this person is toxic. I had to sleep on a couch because I don't feel safe. Yeah, and uh, whoa. I mean, okay. And, and this so, is a big problem too because there's plenty of toxic people on The Bachelor, but I think the issue here is Victoria is an asshole. Yes, <laughs> and that's about all there is to it. Okay, so here. Okay, I uh, all right. I have a couple thoughts about this. Um, I'm gonna share a story and make it vague enough so there are no identifying uh, things. But I, about me. no, it's not about you. So there's this person. We'll call him Reeve. And no, <laughs> um, his name is uh, uh, Strive. And no, so so there was somebody who I had to deal with not too long ago, and they were clearly the difficult one. Like mm -hmm. they were, they were causing trouble they were doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And it was my job in the role that I was in to tell this person that they were not doing the right thing and that they needed to change their behavior. And their response to me was that they felt that the other person that they were having this issue with was toxic. Mm -hmm. And so when I was watching this, that's I just flashbacked to that moment where I was like, Wow, imagine being so unaware of who you are that you see somebody who's just asking a simple question as being toxic. That's yeah. pretty messed up. So that was the impression I got. Now, there's one piece of footage I saw that gives Victoria a little bit of credence. Mm -hmm. Um. Did, I don't. Did you see it? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, I did not. Inform me. Let me know. Okay, so there's this whole conflict between Victoria and Marilyn in this episode, which is hard to understand because Marilyn seems very normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I just I can't imagine her causing any trouble. Um, but there, this was kind of like a below deck thing. Uh, anyway, if anyone remembers, like the unaired below deck stuff, where it was like, oh. Kate didn't really uh, put her best foot forward there. So it's okay. I can kind of see what Carolyn thought, but then Carolyn was also, or no, Caroline, Caroline, you know what I'm talking about? Do you watch yes. Blow Jack? Okay. Yeah. The, the redhead, like she was very toxic as well. Like 
she was pretty unstable, but the things that Kate said were also not okay. But like also dealing with someone like that in an enclosed space, I kind of get it. I don't think it's Mm -hmm. okay, but I kind of understand it. Um, This is kind of the same type of thing. I not as extreme, but Marilyn at some point got so fed up with Victoria. She was like, I do not want to share a room with her anymore because they were sharing a room. Mm -hmm. And so for some reason in this palace, they still have to share rooms. I don't know. (laughs) I don't understand that either. Do they not have the whole hotel? Are there just other patrons walking around? Like what are they just, or they just want to create tension. Yeah. I think is probably it. Um, Let's be honest here. I think that's what it is. It's like, yeah, no, we could put you all in your own wing if we wanted to, but we're not Mm going to do that because we need to create drama. So they still have roommates. That's my, that would be my assumption because I'm guessing they rented out the whole place. Yeah. But (laughs) they, so Marilyn was like, I don't want her in my room anymore. So she took all of her shit and she packed this girl's, she packed Victoria's suitcase and all of her stuff and piled it on top of it and put it outside of the room, Ah! which which would piss me off too if I was Victoria. But at the same time, it's like, do you know if I was Marilyn, do you know how much effort or do you know how much would have to happen to me before I put that much effort into anything? Oh, for sure. And and maybe, and the thing is, is like, we know that Victoria is an asshole. This is very clear from the jump. Oh yeah. Now, Marilyn could also be an asshole, but she's got a little bit more together. But to your point, even if you are that level of jerk face, you need to get pushed to a certain point before you're like, okay, I am going to physically pack up someone's belongings because who would want to do that? You have to be on a totally different level. Yeah. Like I don't even like packing up my own stuff. No. no. So I really have to dislike what you're doing to, to tidy up your space for you and pack up your shit for you. I really have to be upset with what you're doing. So Do I think Marilyn's approach to it was passive aggressive? Yes. But here's another thing. You know, you don't know behind the scenes because she's like, I don't want to share a room with her anymore. Maybe what the producer said is, hey, listen, you don't have to. We'll move her into a different room. If you pack up her stuff, we'll just move it and then we'll tell her she's in this other room. And then she doesn't have to take any effort. Like they could have totally done something like that. And then she would have been like, okay, fine. And then she looks like, you know, the bad one in that footage, but they don't want to paint Marilyn like that. So they didn't put it in the episode. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of tricky, but yeah. So Victoria, you know, did see that. And that was one of her issues. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's like when you find out that, you know, Crystal out of the blue was like saying that Ari had a pencil dick or whatever. And you're like, where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Like that came out of nowhere. You know, it's like, well, okay. Obviously some context was missing. That was the context that was missing in this situation. So, so I think it's, I, but I still think it's the same situation. Like I'm saying where this person came to me and was like, so-and-so is toxic. And I'm like, that's because they saw an issue with you and they pointed it out to you and they Mm -hmm. questioned what you were doing and you got caught. And instead of admitting that you got caught in this thing that you shouldn't be doing, you turned around and, and, and literally this person said to me, Honestly, I feel like I'm the victim here. <laughs> yeah. And it took everything in me to be like, you are not. 
but I was, I was <laughs> I not in the, you, you were not <laughs> you're definitely not like, and I didn't want to be like, I actually brought this to several people and we all agree that you're not the victim. Um, but I couldn't do that, uh, in this, in this role. Uh, so I had to just be like, you know, very diplomatic and whatever, but I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to give this person any satisfaction. I'm not going to tell them that I think that that's true. I just kept redirecting to, well, you behave this way and you shouldn't behave this way. So anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's what's exactly happening with Victoria. And, and I, and I got real sick of her saying the same thing throughout the entire episode that by like 20 minutes in, I was like, oh my God, did you know that this isn't a sorority? Because Victoria (laughs) knows it's not a sorority and she's here to tell you this isn't a sorority and I don't, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to spend time with Matt. Classic villain from reality TV. She's like a 2009 reality television person. But she's not like, like, she's not Courtney good. Like, you know, I Mm. still want to read Courtney's book and I will, (laughs) I will read Courtney's book eventually because I've heard it's very, very good. Um, But she was like, she's like the villain that every villain has like been modeled after, you know, and a lot of people talk about Michelle money, but like Michelle wasn't, she kind of had a redemption arc. Courtney never came back on the show. So she never got that. So she was just like always a villain Yeah, or like Vienna. Oh my God. Vienna. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. Remember Vienna, everybody. Holy crap. Classics. Oh God. You know, it's like, so, but the problem is like Courtney and Vienna, were good enough to win mm-hmm. and that was compelling that was yeah. very compelling tv to be like whoa and in another way even though garrett didn't look like the villain <laughs> knowing what i knew at the time mm-hmm. i was like the villain is going to win <laughs> this sucks and that was just a i just made me feel real dirty all over because he's not <laughs> just a tv villain he's just a very terrible human being yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if he also stormed the Capitol. Probably, yeah. I mean, I mean, we know James Taylor did, right? It's interesting though because so many like shitty people that you've kind of known are shitty for a while, and then you see that they're just showing up in these in these capital things, like Ariel Pink or whatever. And it's like, man, I've been hearing terrible things about Ariel Pink since like 2011. So no, I'm not shocked that he stormed the Capitol and then went on Tucker Carlson to cry about it when his record label dropped him. Oh my God. That's wow. Um, Okay. I just need a minute to say it's been a really wild week for celebrity news. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I'm having, I'm having a really hard time with it. Um, uh, Cause I just posted before we went live about Brian from the Backstreet Boys (laughs) being like a Q and honor. And, and then Kevin posted like, he posted an article that was like, what happens if you lose your best friend to Q and (laughs) on? And I was like, oh, Kevin, no. And like, poor, you know, at least all the other Backstreet Boys are like separating themselves from that. And they're like, "Uh uh-uh, no, we're not like that. That's that's not our thing. Mm -hmm. That's the only good thing about it, you know? Um, Like, AJ just started a nail polish line. And he's got- it's so amazing. He just started a nail polish line and I think he named it after his daughters, although I don't know his daughter's names, but there's like pictures of him doing his nails with his daughters on his timeline. So, or on his Twitter. And like, if you need, um, 
like a palate cleanser just from mm-hmm. like if you if you did what I did and made the mistake of reading every single Army Hammer screenshot. Um <laughs> Oh, why did I do that to myself? It was terrible. I was just That's like, good. I was just like, I it was like, I couldn't pull away from it because I couldn't believe it. Cannibal I was like, or aspiring vampire? Will we ever know? I, oh, I, uh, it's there. Did you read all? I mean, I read all of them. There, I haven't read everything. I think I just got the oh. greatest hits, but I, I was, uh, yeah. I read, I read, I read like every single one that was on that one Instagram account that's been created for it. We've got oh, like, God. we've got like local musician stuff happening here. I mean, it had, it had been aired like several times already, but I feel like it's finally coming to a head now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that Backstreet Boys, Army Hammer, I'm just like, I can't, I can't deal. I just need some good celebrity news. And then we find out James Taylor, uh, former bachelorette contestant was storming the Capitol. And now I'm just like, what, what next? What next? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I thought anything good about that guy. I didn't. Um, but it's just like, wow, there's just so much terrible shit going on. And there's so many people just showing themselves to be terrible. And Oh yeah. And so my my point is, if you want to look at some nice things, look at AJ's feed. It's really nice. He has a podcast. He just interviewed Steve-O, and I really want to listen to that one. And they talk about, like, sobriety and stuff. Hmm. Um, and I'm like, I bet that's a really good interview. <laughs> I just need something good. And apparently he did Dancing with the Stars oh. um, a while back. And so he started the podcast with Cheryl Burke. Um, and... I don't know everything that they talk about, but it sounds like they talk a lot about addiction and stuff. And I was like, oh, that would be really interesting. So anyway, um, plugging AJ's podcast before I even listen to it. So hopefully it's good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it's been that kind of it's been that kind of a week. I just had to put that out there because I'm like, what is even happening? Um, And then oh, and then someone just sent me like it sounds like the MyPillow CEO might have been one of the ones to like plan this coup. Oh, so anyway, my pillow loves that shit. That's his favorite. But I mean, like literally, like he like took notes in and like had an active role. It maybe allegedly we'll see what happens. But anyway, it's been it's been a wild week for uh, FBI investigations. (laughs) Uh, But back to Nemecolon. Okay, so the thing that is really interesting about this season and is going to get more interesting as the season goes on is that we have, what, 32 women we started with? Mm-hmm. Huge number and, of women here. Yeah, so like record number of women. And we also know that there's more women coming yep. later, which I don't know what episode that's going to be. Like, I feel like next episode, I don't think they showed it yet. So probably like four or five or something. So they have one group date and two one-on-one dates. And this group date is massive. But first we have a one-on-one date with Bree. And she's that first one that came out of the limo with a bright yep. dress. That's yep. how I remember her. Um, Love is an adventure. And they go ATVing. And she and they walk up to the ATVs and she goes, are we going to drive these? And Tuck just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually there for you to look at. You're going to you're just going to polish them a bit. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh and then wait, why did I write? He's put. Oh, that was the girls. He's putting the helmet on her. Oh, 
I was like, what is, what is that quote? It was like, they were all watching, you know. And then, and then this is, okay, I want to know how you feel about Kit now, episode two. Because Victoria is taking up all the air. How do you think, I felt like Kit was like shooting daggers at her, like this was supposed mm-hmm. to be my show. Well, it still is, Kit. Don't worry. Um, I, I believe my original theory was Kit is the true villain, okay? And Victoria is just she's just gonna burn out fast. And and that's that's what you see. There's there's two types of people on this show. There's the person who burns bright and strong and then fades. And then there's Kit, who will slowly build up energy and momentum until she is the ultimate villainous queen. So I promise you, the socialite from New York will become the true villain. How can you like if that's your your job description is like you what does she say? <laughs> Like I, I, I she's a fashion, a fashion entrepreneur, thing. right? Yeah, which means I don't have a job. That just says trust fund. <laughs> she's a hundred percent just a, a socialite. So if put, if she has time to grow and blossom into the trash goblin, I know she can be. She will become a supreme villain, and I mean that in the kindest way, Kit. I know you're listening. I love you. I think you're great. I'm I'm ready to see you gut someone. It's gonna be good. Wow, that was that was a lot. She already has a hundred thousand followers. Really? She must. Well, she did a pot. She does a podcast called Ageless Podcast, whatever okay. that is. Could she marry Bennett instead? Aren't they perfect for each other? He's like a a rich hedge fund guy in New York. She's oh, right. a, a New York socialite who has a fashion brand. You know, with heavy finger quotes. They're perfect <laughs> for each other. Maybe they will. Uh, maybe that will happen. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking at Kit's website. Uh, very different than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very disappointing, honestly. Not, um, not a vanity? <laughs> literally, no. They're hoodies and tees. Uh, lame. And they're like a take on the Playboy logo. Oh. Yeah. That's- and she I mean, like name she like names them after the seven deadly sins, but also there's like goth and pastel for some reason. <laughs> Those um, are the other deadly sins. That's the eighth and the ninth <laughs> ones I don't talk about. And there's an equestrian hoodie, and it just says dark horse. These are like terrible looking. This, I mean, okay. this is entirely tied to the fact that I guarantee you she has a trust fund, but in order to receive money from that trust fund, she has to to hold down a job in some capacity. So she's like, I don't know what to do. And one of her friends like, you like clothes? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she just paid someone to make this website, and she vaguely does fashion. That's my prediction. Yeah, this shit makes no sense. Like, She's her own she model, has... I see. I'm, I'm looking at her website now, too. This is good. <laughs> KitKeenan.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so bookmark she... it. So she has, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Do you see what I'm seeing? Like, She said she's got this, like, collab, but then that person isn't even, oh, wait, I guess it is, Richard Prince. So this guy is, like, like a a Marlboro ad creator, and for some reason, that's relevant to her, (laughs) and he, and he made these, these t-shirts, this play on, um, Oh it's my a God, Playboy this... bunny, but with a skull instead of a bunny head. And then she gets really meta on us because there's another t-shirt yeah. where it's Richard Prince 
and he's like tweeting or something about the the skull, the, the bunny skull. He's like, oh, I never copyrighted this. I guess someone can take it. So then she just like took the tweet and then put that on a shirt. So, and it's ninety dollars. Cool. Mm, love a ninety dollar t shirt. So I bad, hate, unfortunately. She make I one hate, of them. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I hate every moment. Oh here. Uh wow. Vaughn Span Pastel Rainbow. So this looks like a child's drawing, like a finger or a finger paint of a rainbow on a basic purple hoodie, and that is $150. Kit, my lord. Fashion is so expensive. Well, and the thing that's weird is if you go to Vaughn Span's like on the learn page, if you click on it, he's got this really cool piece of art. Yeah. Like <laughs> And then, and then her hoodie is just trash. Like just all, like all the- just like a rainbow. I mean, I just I I don't want to like offend him because I know it's like a collab or whatever. I don't know how much yeah. of a collab, but like this piece of art that she has displayed is like this woman with two heads by two horses, and she's got you know like a bathing suit on and stuff, and it's like very colorful and interesting and like fun to look at. Um, mm-hmm. but like the rainbow painting. Oh no, this is sad. No, we can't be dicks about it. Because his first rainbow painting was dedicated to Trayvon Martin using Skittles colors. Oh well, we're not addicted to him. We're addicted to her. No, we're addicted to her. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> we're definitely addicted to her. Yeah, yeah, no. Because I think yeah, that's so Midwest. I'm like, yeah, no. Because I'm like, that's very sweet. Like, that's very sweet and meaningful and cool. Um, and now I'm going to his his art pieces. He's got so much cool stuff. Like, he's got these like yeah, two headed characters and stuff. Like. Whoa, did he make that too? Yeah, it seems like this two-headed thing is something he really enjoys doing. And then he also has like these kind of like splattery paintings that are really neat. Oh my God. Oh, and this must be the one um, or one of them. Here, let me send you this. His original um, rainbow paintings are a lot cooler. There's one. Imagine. There's one from 2018 called uh, big black rainbow i'm gonna send it to you uh via chat and um Zencaster. so anyway everybody look up bond span because <laughs> i just feel bad because i really like his stuff um this rainbow is really it's a really cool um painting but yeah it just doesn't translate onto a sweatshirt i guess is my point and also why would you spend 150 dollars on a sweatshirt like ever i just mm-hmm. don't get fashion maybe maybe i just don't get it um but Okay, but I have a question. Yes. Um, don't not to jump ahead too far, but don't you think that um, Sarah might become the next villain, or do you think they're uh, teasing us Ooh, and trying to trying to jerk us around a little? Because it seems like that's where it's going to me. Yeah, I mean, I I I can see her maybe causing some friction or it could just be an edit as kind of like a red herring thing because we know the bachelor loves to do that to kind of swerve us a little bit um i i don't know if she has it in her to be a full-blown villain like i'm not i'm not getting the vibes from her it's just it's i just not there. i mean i would be kind of surprised but i could see it as like a vanessa thing mm. where there's like a secret sinister thing happening behind the scenes that we don't know about and maybe Uh, because she just has to be nice and giving and benevolent all the time with her dad she's just letting it out maybe there's something weird going on behind the scenes but they think she has you know fiance material 
So they're, they're trying to like not, you know, tee it up like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This is this is a very speculative, you know, yeah, pure speculation. Um, we watch we watch human beings interacting on a television show that's been heavily edited for a couple hours a week. And then we just make just incredibly deep uh, criticisms of them that may or may not be true. So, yeah, I, I could yeah. meet Kit and he could be the nicest person on earth and I would feel bad. But at the same time, uh, I mean, daughter of a fashion mogul, trust fund, socialite, <laughs> New York City. I feel like it's a safe bet that she sucks. But some of these people, it's it's really difficult to tell. Also, yeah. there's no way that Victoria could not be completely insufferable. Like, oh, even Victoria is, yeah. Let's say that that like this is just a total like gimmick for her and she's just riding it to be a character and to make herself known in, in the circles of reality television. No, there's, this is, this is coming from a very pure, but dark place inside of her. This is who she is. Yeah. She's, she's clearly the worst. Um, but yeah, I just, I just want to say, uh, I feel like just to, just to redeem the, the people who worked with Kit, I feel like Richard Prince seems like an interesting guy. Mark, Grotjan or Grotjan, whatever, seems like an interesting guy. And so does Von Span. Like, so go look at their art. <laughs> yeah. I think they do not translate well into wearables. And I mean, I think Mark Grotjan's like um, stuff probably works the best. Mm-hmm. Like those skulls are kind of cool. Skulls are cool. Uh, yeah, skulls are just like always cool and, and that's never an issue. But would I spend $150 on it? Fuck no, I wouldn't spend $150 on it. You know, I could get a really good gold belly delivery for that. I'm not spending $150 on that. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Cause I'm a food girl. So, um, okay. So anyway, back to, <laughs> back to breeze date. We're still on, uh, more shirt off chopping wood action after, well, this was oh, kind of actually scary the that off. they fell off the ATV. That was legit scary. Yeah, probably not something you want to happen, I would imagine. Not that I've spent an inordinate amount of time on an ATV, but uh, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to fall off. Yeah, that was scary. Um, I am very afraid of ATVs for exactly that reason, because I know how easy it is to fall off of them. And mm-hmm. so when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, my God, no, I can't believe that happened. So uh, anyway, uh, be careful. And I, I do like that he was like, Mrs. Bree, <laughs> I did not hurt your daughter. <laughs> Everything's okay. Don't, don't kill me. I'm so sorry. I thought that was like very cute and nice. Um, but yeah, so they have like time in the hot tub and whatever. And that mm-hmm. hot tub looked cool. Like in a not, I mean, not a temperature way. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I would actually really, I could go for a wood fired hot tub. I think that's pretty neat. Uh, so that was my favorite part of the date because I, I wouldn't want to be on an ATV. So mm-hmm. that's no, all I, I feel I about that. Not want to be either. <laughs> but yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of shirtlessness and then the fireworks go off. And because this is COVID bachelor, everybody can see the fireworks and everybody knows what's going on. And, um, you know, just, this is pretty standard. Like this, this is the first time watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette in a long time where it didn't feel quite as COVID-y because drive around in the woods, sit in a hot tub, make out fireworks. That feels very just baseline Bachelor for me. 
Yeah, it's not like we're inside of a convention center and we're talking about love languages and we want you to do an art project like you're one of the kids who got dropped off here because their parents are heading to dinner on the other side of the resort. Mm -hmm. So it was much better than that. Um, Yeah, I I really enjoyed that. Uh, Clearly, um, Brie has a lot in common with Matt. So the date went very well. They were talking about a lot of family stuff uh, that Brie had an absent father and a hard relationship with her mom. And so Matt seemed to identify with, with tough family stuff. And yeah, I don't know. They seem to be good together. We'll see where that goes. It was like a yeah, good date fun. for her. And yeah. It is, it I don't know if Brie her- doesn't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I was just going to say like Brie hasn't really like grabbed my attention yet. Um, with too much, I, I feel like she's kind of like the Brendan of this Mm -hmm. season, you know? So, yeah, yeah, like the fact that she was able to get this early one-on-one is going to help her a lot. It's going to give her a lot of momentum because otherwise with 32 girls, I think it'd be very easy for her to blend into the background. Yeah. So, and this is, this is a good lesson too, for a lot of the other girls. Time with Matt is going to be very limited. So. I really think that this season is going to favor the more aggressive uh, extroverts than, than maybe in, in prior seasons. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. What else did I write about? Because they were going back and forth a little bit. I said, everyone hates Victoria and Rachel is still wearing chandelier earrings. And then it was at that point that I started Googling to see if 1928 was still a brand. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um but it's like even more outdated than I thought it would be. And I got kind of sad because I was actually wearing 1928 earrings while I was watching the episode in her honor. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was really on theme. You missed out. Um, so, okay. So the group date got called. There were a ton of people, but Victoria was one of them. And this date was massive. Mm-hmm. And like Victoria is, okay, Was it Marilyn who said that she was insecure? Because that is exactly it. She is exceedingly insecure. And it just oozes out of her. And everything she does is like emblematic of that insecurity. She is not comfortable in her skin at all. Yep. And so she goes out of her way to make everybody else as uncomfortable as she feels on the inside. That is. I love love people like that. People that clearly are upset with themselves and their solution is, well, if I can't lift myself up, I will be a giant lead weight and drag down every single human being around me. Real fun people to be around. Yeah. Like my friend says, well, so my friend's uncle, I guess, used to say this. And I think about this every time I have to deal with particularly difficult humans is like, you know, they're, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly how she says it, but it's basically like, you know, they're a they're a toad and they're in a pond full of pond scum. You know, it's just like a very dirty pond and that's where they live. And every once in a while, you know, they're going to come out and they're going to, and they're going to get their scum on you a little bit, but that's where they live. You know, you don't live in that pond and you just have to remember, like, I don't live in that pond. Like I get affected by it from time to time. But when I go home, when I'm done with that conversation, that's not my reality. I don't live there. So that's, I, you know, it's fine. I can visit, but I don't have to live there. And Victoria lives in that scummy ass pond. 
where she just wants to make everybody feel as bad as she does. And I feel like she was like one of those. Okay. Like, you know, the popular groups in like middle school and high school where it's like, there's clearly like some queen bees, some alphas, some leaders of the pack. But then you, and then there's like the, there's that book queen bees and wannabes that talks about this that mean girls was modeled after mm-hmm. and this is like an actual book where this woman study i actually used this book to write a paper once but uh to study like hierarchy and and especially in like female friendships in high school and so there's like the primary group and then there's kind of like the secondary group that goes around it like the gretchen wieners and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then and then there's like the group that is kind of like tertiary and they're still kind of in that royalty, but they're definitely on the outside. They don't, they're not part of all of the inside conversations. Yeah. So they're like someone who would be like, you know, is your muffin buttered? Would you like someone to butter your muffin for you? If anyone hasn't seen Mean Girls, they're probably like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, there's a character like that. So um, that's what I think like Victoria is one of those. Like, third tier popular people who hung out with the popular crowd, but they kind of like maybe allowed it. <laughs> yeah. So she just spends all of her time trying to prove herself. And, and I, that's the, I mean, who knows? We don't know these people, but that's the feeling that I get when I watch her on TV. I'm like, Oh, see, I just stopped trying at one point in school and was like, I'm just going to like what I like. Cause it's, takes too much energy like I remember in eighth grade I was just like I'm not gonna try to be popular anymore because that is exhausting and I don't care and I just stopped and then and then by the time I got to college all the weird nerdy shit I liked became cool oh you like video games and comic books and the Simpsons that's (laughs) sexy and I was like what okay that's uh sure you know that's normal and fine and so but she never had that, you know, because she hasn't been true to herself and what she actually might enjoy doing or might yeah. enjoy being. And she's not happy with herself as a person. And so, and that clearly comes across when they're doing this date. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing this group date. Okay, and this is Bachelor Nation's beloved photographer. So we've got another one of those where it's like this person that everyone in Bachelor Nation knows, except the audience doesn't know. And you didn't bring us in on it. At least I don't remember him. I feel like I would remember him. Do you remember him? No, I don't. Okay, okay. So, all right. That's (laughs) just (laughs) checking. Because I was like, this is the same as like, who was that guy? What was his name? Big something, wasn't it? Or something like that? Or oh, God. it was like Big Eddie or something. Yeah, something like that. And I was like, who is this guy? And they're all like, hey, it's, you know, this guy. And I was like, great. <laughs> Fuck this guy <laughs> oh. is. He's, he's everyone's favorite. Uh, but anyway, so they do the, I actually thought that this was kind of a fun group date. I didn't mind it. Although the rules completely went out the window and this was nothing like capture the flag at all. No, I don't know what this was. I was hoping that you could explain (laughs) it to me because it it looked like the most dangerous game, like, but with paint and they're just slapping each other. I what, what was going on with this? 
it was like, yeah, that was the confusing part. Because it was like, well, there's no penalty to being slapped with paint. Because shouldn't it be if you're slapped with paint, you're out of the game? You would think. Like, how are right. they measuring who's winning or what? I don't know. Well, the, so confused. the... So the win, the winning of the game is the same as capture the flag, where it's like, okay. take this heart, capture mm-hmm. Matt's heart, um, take this heart from the other team, and you have to make sure that it gets across this line. Yeah. So that's but still like, the same the principle. Paint, the actual paint part is 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 secondary to that, and it doesn't really affect anything. Right? But I think it was supposed to. I think that's what Chelsea was trying to say. Because she was like, you know, they they pulled her aside for a confessional. And she was like, yeah, so at some point, it's just like the rules just stopped happening. And uh, everyone just kind of did what they wanted. And I don't know. I really don't. It's madness. Like, what did she say? I swear she said something like, it was like Battle Royale. But maybe that was just in my head. Because I'm like, I really like her. And I think she said something cool. Um, Do you think it was an homage to Big Sky, the, the show that? comes on after the bachelor (laughs) where it's just really confusing and there are no rules yeah it's very confusing i don't know what's going on and then i'm like is this a twin peaks thing or are they like just hunting humans in the woods what's going on so yeah that's kind of what was going on yeah maybe that maybe that is yeah because i wrote uh capture the heart the tagging doesn't seem like it does anything um but i need to make one one note before we move on from this and that's this is when we first see that Victoria is one of those women who does not wear appropriate bras with her outfits. Mm. And her what? outfits are also bad. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, okay, this was the thing that was really nuts to me is everybody in this photo shoot, I think everybody picked pretty complimentary wedding dresses for their, like, body type and personality and stuff like it's not like they had a ton of options but i think they all looked really good um and and even though they didn't have a lot of time to style themselves it was literally like put on a dress for 10 minutes and like go and so it was just like well however your hair and makeup is that's how it has to be right and you just kind of have to run and grab something but all the like every other woman on this group date got it together and they looked good and and I and I was like, oh yeah, they're ready for a photo shoot. That's kind of amazing with ten minutes. And then Victoria just shatters the illusion because she had like like this this these black bra straps. Oh yeah, just sticking and, out. Yeah, and and like showing in the back. And she picked a dress that had lace on the sides, so the bra was showing through like the lace. And I was like, at that point, why wouldn't you just not wear a bra? It was, yeah, and it was like full 360 bad. So you right. had the strap in the back, you had the side view, and then it was it was like smushing up her business in front. So that looked weird. And the whole thing just looked completely disheveled. And she throws the crown on, and she just looks like, I don't know, she looks like she's eight shots deep, and she <laughs> just got married at the courthouse, and now they're going down to their favorite bar in like Cudahy, Wisconsin, to watch the Packers game. Like, this okay yeah this is what she looked like this is what it was um my friend got married uh god now like nine years ago that's insane um uh i mean that's wild uh so she uh so she got married nine years ago uh like up north and the couple weeks before her wedding we went up to apple river 
mm-hmm. and camped at this at this campground that is apparently like very well known for this is where farmers go to let loose on the weekends. Oh. And like there's like tubing and stuff and there were like three bachelor parties and we were the only bachelorette party and uh let's just say I had a lot of fun. Um I had a lot of fun <laughs> in the woods. There was like a club <laughs> and everything and like a and like a bowl and stuff. Like I mean it was just Ooh. Yeah, I was like very surprised. It was super super fun and and we like we would host people at our campsite and stuff. But anyway, that's that's not the relevant part. I'm just remembering that it was a very fun time. Yeah. And <laughs> I think like the second day or the third day that we were there, we all bought uh, wedding dresses from Goodwill or, you know, <laughs> wore old wedding dresses or whatever. Like I picked up one from Goodwill that had like these wild sleeves and whatever. And mm-hmm. we walked around the campsite or like the campground in our wedding dresses and my friend who was getting married was like basically doing a scavenger hunt for shots. So (laughs) we had like a little radio with us and we were like dancing with the radio as like a huge, I mean, there were like, I don't know, 12 to 15 of us or something like that. And we were like walking, dancing from campsite to campsite. And we were like, we're here for shots. And like so many people gave us shots and like took pictures with us and danced with us and whatever. But we looked ridiculous. You know, (laughs) we're wearing like flip flops. We don't have makeup on. We're just, you know, (laughs) we've already been at this campsite for a couple days. We had already gone tubing. We were all scraped up because the river was really low. So we had (laughs) bruises and cuts all over. Yeah, it was just so bad. And and the water was really cold. It was like a terrible experience, but it like bonded us, you know. And, Mm. you know, so we looked pretty shitty. And some people had super 80s dresses and whatever, but we were like, and we were drunk, you know, (laughs) it's just like, we took this big group picture, like, that's what it looked like. Like, that was 100% like what the, what Victoria looked like was us at a campground, two days in, many shots deep, (laughs) taking, taking a picture at like the on-site playground where like one of my friends is like laying down on the ground. She's got one leg in the air. Like it was, <laughs> it was that kind of a vibe. So uh, anyway, and you're jealous now that you don't have friends like mine who throw parties like that. Oh my God. It was so fun. Uh, I, so, I am a little jealous. I gotta be honest. It was a really great time. I talk about that all the time. I tell her, I mean, now she's got four kids, so she had to get her fun in while she could, I guess. Um, But, but yeah, so I, I just didn't get that. I'm like, even I feel like the producers at least give them some kind of hints in terms of recommended clothing to wear. And you think. I feel like if they were going in to wedding dresses, they probably would have made some suggestions for like undergarments or something like, Hey, make sure that you can change into blah, blah, blah. Cause it's, but cause my point is no other woman looked like that. None, none of the other women had bra strap showing or anything. So no. I'm like, okay, maybe some of the, them had, you know, like just the front cups or just went without or whatever. But it's just like she was determined to look as bad as possible. I think we should consider that perhaps the crew and everyone else in the house dislikes Victoria as much as we do. So there was really no opportunity for her to get any help. That could 
that could definitely be the case. Um, ugh. I just, I, I just can't. I just really so bad, don't right? get it. So it's, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I'm like looking at some articles to see how other people feel about all this stuff. Cause the other dress I need to talk about, the same thing happened. And this dress was just terrible. At the end of the episode, we see Victoria in this poofy sleeve dress that looked like an early 90s fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. And it was like ruched in all the wrong places. And it just, it wasn't flattering. And it's like all these women are wearing these like slinky cocktail dresses and they look really sleek and everything. And she's coming out in this thing that's just all shoulders. And again- She's it's, wearing it's the crazy. wrong bra for it. Like yeah. she had all night to change into something that would work. And for some reason, she's still wearing this bra and like the jewelry was all wrong. It just, it's yeah, like, it's, she it's just doesn't pay any attention. 1987 princess Diana after like a whole weekend bender. And then she gets caught in a hailstorm and also packed the wrong bra. That's the only way I can I can even begin to conceive of like what she was wearing. Yeah, like does she only have one bra? That's what it seems like. It seems uh. like that's it. That's all she's got. She brought one bra, and I, <laughs> I I even asked I asked Susan. I'm like, you 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 don't wear that with that, right? You wear something different. She's just like, I would never wear that. <laughs> it's like, right? I just never. I, I, I always <sighs> hesitate. I hesitate a little bit because obviously, like. That's not my area of expertise. But at the same time, I think I can look at an outfit and go, wow, that looks real bad. Maybe I shouldn't wear this. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just oh, like, okay, for example, this week, I'll give you an example of a way that you can wear a bra with a dress and have the bra showing and it doesn't look like that. So um, this week we had, we've been doing these like virtual chocolate tastings. They've been really fun. The chocolate's real. Just the tasting is virtual. <laughs> you get a Zoom call and some guy tells you what chocolate tastes like. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, mm, I imagine it. Um, no. So uh, this chocolate, this chocolate maker, she, uh, she makes all of these like free of every possible allergen chocolates. They're really, really good. And Last month we did it and it was like a ugly sweater party. So we dress up and wore our ugly sweaters. And, and this month she just said, dress up and we're going to do tea and truffles. And so Tuck took that as, he goes, I'm going to dress real medieval. And I was like, huh? And he pulled out this like weird costume with like, it's like, it was like plastic. It smelled like the Halloween store. And oh, it's, it had like spikes all over it and like skulls and stuff. And he had like, gauntlets and I was just like okay um but I dressed up like I but I dressed like kind of gothy to like fit him you know so I wore this black dress and it had like a sheer top and like a high collar and so you can see like it, and it's kind of like black with like a like a sweetheart neckline or whatever for the women mm -hmm. who know what I'm talking about and um and so there was all this sheer material from like my neck to my chest. So you would obviously see some straps. So I wore a black bra because it fit with a black dress and it looked like it went with the dress. Yeah, you can't it tell like it's part it. of the dress. Yes. That's what I would, like, if I was in the business of wearing bras and dresses, that's what I would do. <laughs> yes. 
Or like if you had something that was kind of strappy, it's like you could find a color of straps that complement the dress. So and if it's like skinny straps, sometimes it just looks like then you have a double strap dress and then it fits. Like, but if it, if it's, yeah, if it's like, oh, you go off the shoulder and all of a sudden your bra is showing, then, mm-hmm. you know, unless the bra, like some of my friends have ones that are really cool. They're like all crisscrossed in the front or they're really high neck bras with lace. And then it's kind of like, it looks like an additional layer. There's ways you can make that really cute. I can't believe we're already an hour in and we're like barely through this episode. We're just bitching about <laughs> everything. Um, well, if it helps, it's basically uh, Victoria is a complete shit show. And then shortly after sh- we get the bizarre conversation about uh, uh, toxicity and that's about it. But yeah, but, but anyway, so, so her choices are just so bad. And like, if you look at, so I was just looking on, Page six had an article uh, called Twitter can't stand bachelor contested Victoria Larson's dress. And here are some of the things that people said. Congratulations to to Victoria for having the ugliest dress in bachelor history. Um, Victoria's poofy dress looks like she was auditioning to be the top of a wedding cake. And well, this is where she ended up. Um, (laughs) At this point, Victoria should be taken off the show due to dress choices. Uh, someone else said, I'm no style guru, but that dress Victoria is wearing has got to be the worst decision ever made in the history of this show. I it's mean, I can't think of anything worse off the top of my head. Like this one is going to stick with me for sure. How much do you think she spent on this dress? Cause I know. I, oh, I want to say too much. Cause to me, it looks like, you know, $8 at Goodwill, but I'm, I bet she spent $200. Yeah, two hundred twenty-four dollars retail. All right. Yeah. yeah. So it's right now it's on sale for one hundred seventy-three dollars. So if you would like to uh, also wear this look, you can do it. I would do it because I mean, so when I was in high school, I didn't really wear a lot of like cargo shorts, but I had one pair because when I would go to the movie theater, we would go to a now defunct fast food chain called Hot and Now, and you can you can Google that. Uh, I think it was considered the worst fast food chain in the country before they finally shut them all down. But anyway, hot and now, <laughs> hot, hot, and then the letter N now. They're like, "What more do you want? We told you what we offer. We offer it hot and now." Exactly, and they they had these things. It was a family pack, and you got ten burgers and five fries for like ten dollars. It was just an unbelievable wow. deal. So what do I do when I have five fries and 10 burgers? Well, I need to stuff them in my pants and go to the movies. And that's, <laughs> that's why I had the cargo shorts. Now, if, oh my I, God. if I was Victoria and I own that dress, I would simply stuff cheeseburgers into my arm poofs. That's how I would handle it. <laughs> uh, it's definitely good for cheeseburger storage. I mean, I will say to, to I mean, maybe she thought it was going to look different to to give her a little bit of credit, I think the model who wears it on the website wears it very well. Um, Mm -hmm. But here's the other thing that's great. When I scroll down, it says similar items. And the first dress is like that green dress that Brie wore. I think it's the exact same dress. And man, was that dress good. I really like, I was like, wow, it's super bold that she wore that color. I thought it looked absolutely gorgeous on her. And you rarely see someone wearing like bright green on the show. So I, she really stood out to me and I was like, I think that that's a smart move where she didn't do anything all that strange or anything, you know, but she was the first person to come out of the limo and she just came out looking like 
really good. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, that's a compliment for Brie because I'm looking at I, I this has got to be the same or it's really similar to Michelle Mason ruffle cowl bias gown for $546 and it is so pretty and like there's so many dresses that when you look at similar items they're all these like really nice like slinky you know like uh streamlined dresses solid color like you know silhouette and then you look at the one she picked and it's like I mean if you get a dress like that that ruches in every direction mm-hmm. you've got to I mean, this model is clearly not wearing a bra or she's just wearing like two cups in the front. And you got to have like, you know, you can't hide anything in a dress like this. And that's and that's coming from someone who works very hard to hide things in dresses and is very good at it. (laughs) I know exactly what to accentuate so that you like, you know, don't see the 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 areas that I don't like as much (laughs) so uh (laughs) I'm very strategic about these things and I feel like so so that was the thing that made the conversation that she had with Matt even harder we'll go back to maybe a little bit before this like with uh some of the women that he talked to before this but one of the issues that I had with you know, with the conversation that she had with him was like, God, this is hard to watch because it was clear that she's insecure. And, Mm -hmm. and she also, I just feel like she, I mean, I don't know. I feel like she doesn't have that many friends back in the real world Yeah, because who would have told her to pack that? Who would have told her to buy that? No, I have no yeah. Like, oh yeah, girl, that's so hot. You gotta definitely wear that. It's like, it. why are you doing like no wait? Oh, I know this hot now. I've seen this uh uh logo before. I I I'm familiar. Um, but yeah, so that's I think one of the issues is she doesn't have anyone in her life like helping her or like boosting her confidence, and she doesn't have enough confidence herself. And then she just spent all this time talking to Matt and and I felt I mean, I did feel bad for her. Because I don't want anyone to feel that way, even if I don't like them. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, I just worried that I like looked fat and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, honestly, I don't think that's your issue. I think like you just look a little disheveled. And and it's and partially it's just because you're wearing the wrong kind of dress and your bra straps are showing. And if if she had come in wearing a dress that's similar to what the other women are wearing, like something with really thin straps, you know, just like like goes to the floor one color or like even if it was something kind of velvety or whatever yeah. i think she would look way more put together and then and then you could just focus on that instead of that her her personality and her clothing choices <laughs> just both being bad it's like yeah. i can't both even both are enjoy. overwhelming for us <laughs> yeah it's like at least like corinne had like good clothes you know like she looked good on the yeah. show Sure. And she sure. she just and she's also like very comfortable with who she mm-hmm. is. So she can kind of pull off whatever, she, you know, she wants. She she just got, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be ridiculous at this like lingerie get up. And you're like, yeah, OK, I'm here for it. Like <laughs> you go like, yeah, it's just it's hard to watch someone who has that much to work on um, start mm-hmm. to work it out on national television. <laughs> That work needs to start at home. And I don't want to watch myself on TV, which is why I'm not going on TV. Okay. Uh, (laughs) 
I have a face for podcasts. No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. I mean, that's uh, what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see. Uh, I didn't take a ton of notes, yeah, on the actual capture the flag because there was no point. Um, I... I feel like this was the first time afterwards that we saw Matt have a conversation with Lauren and they were talking about the importance of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, maybe we'll go somewhere. We'll see. Uh, oh, this is one thing I really liked. Okay. Everybody. I love, I love the scenes where everybody's in pajamas and they look like potatoes. It's my favorite thing. Um, that's that's what I call potato mode when I'm looking like that, when I'm in sweatpants. Well, I'm always in glasses, like no makeup, you know, just like mm, this is how I'm going to dress all day. I'm, I'm always like I'm a potato and <laughs> I love potato mode. And but my favorite thing was that all the women looked like that and they just look like very approachable. You know, they're in their comfies. Yeah, totally they're at home. Like some of them got sent home. Some of them were on the group date. And Anna is sitting there in like a leather jacket. That was so weird. I just really don't like Anna at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, why are you trying so hard when everyone else is like, like comfy and cozy and just Mm -hmm. enjoying their time together? She just like, I feel like she also had a full face of makeup on and no one else was wearing makeup. I was like, come on, just be real. I love potatoes. Never takes it off. Just sleeps in it. Never knows. (laughs) Oh, that's like, what's her name? Um, and then we found out later that she was really going through some stuff. Um, oh my gosh, I'm like forgetting her name and I feel bad. Uh, the one who was opposite Caitlin uh, and and didn't get picked. Oh, oh. Uh, Starts with a now B? I'm blanking. Oh, jeez. I don't know. <laughs> she was going through some stuff. Oh, what's her name? We forgot. <laughs> uh, Britt, Britt. There Brit. we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, remember she was really like, she was dealing with like an eating disorder and all this stuff. And, Mm -hmm. um, she's doing much better now, uh, from what I hear and, uh, has really like, but, but remember there was before they competed on the bachelorette, she Mm -hmm. was on the bachelor. They woke, remember they like woke everybody up in the middle of the night to go do something. And Brit was like in a full face of makeup. Yep. And everyone yep. was like, what the fuck? Everyone else looked like oh, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, hello. Oh, I'm just waking up. I look like a mess. And it was like. Naturally perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and that was like how her her insecurity and issues were manifesting as like everything has to be perfect or people won't love me. And that's very sad as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Anna can go whenever. I'm I'm so ready for Anna bananagrams to get the hell out of here. So, uh, <laughs> so Sarah is the second one-on-one and they're like, sky is the limit. And, um, okay. And then, okay. I thought this was kind of nice. They were in a little plane and yeah, she was airplane like, oh my God. yeah. And, and then, um, <laughs> and, but, but the problem is Sarah isn't like being vulnerable yet. Like he just doesn't know that en- enough about her. And while we're watching it, <laughs> we're just sitting there and Tuck goes, you got to open up Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've known each other for hours at this point, right? She's, yeah. she's got to lay it all out there. Yeah. He was just like, what, what are you waiting for? <laughs> it's like, okay, see, you're starting to get it. You're starting to get the bug. I can tell. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so she talks about her dad who has uh, ALS and it was, you know, she was vulnerable. Uh, She brought her walls down, you know, they had a vulnerable moment. And he gave her the rose. And and then I was like, we were watching it. I turned to him and I was like, look, they're kissing. They're kissing. <laughs> we're really dumb when we watch the show together. I hope you all enjoy that. Maybe one day I'll live stream us watching it. Um, oh, God. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. I'm going to watch you watch it while I watch the show. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute, us watching the show together. Um, okay, so I missed, I guess I missed the part where he, she left a bunch of makeup on his face, though. Yeah, so during the makeout sesh, uh, you know, they, they have their vulnerable moment. They're sitting there, and then they, they embrace. And my God, she had – it must have been just caked on because all across, the like, the, the front and the bridge of his nose, it was just her makeup just smeared across his nose. I must have just been, like, looking away for a moment. And – It was yeah. – and then and then, like – they cut to him doing confessional style, like, oh, wow, date was great. Smoochie boochies. That was fun. And while he's doing that, he still has some on his face. But the question that, that comes to mind for me is, I mean, does makeup really rub off like that? Like, how? Yes. It does? Okay. I, yeah, I have it can. no idea. Yeah. But- makeup can definitely rub off like that. It kind of depends on what type of makeup you use and, yeah, how thick it is. And like it's consistency. So if she mm-hmm. used and, and how hot it is too, like how yeah, sweaty, sweaty you are at the moment, you know? So, cause sometimes like I, I'll notice this in the summer more than the winter, or if I've really done a lot to my makeup or if I, or you can also do things to like set your makeup. So kind of, you can, you could do things to your normal makeup to make it long wear mm-hmm. by like spraying stuff on your face or like using a specific kind of powder. It kind of depends. Um, so Maybe she didn't do that. But also we have to keep in mind, she's like a newscaster, right? So she probably does. She's probably got that Ben Nye in the back or something. You don't know. You know, she's doing this full stage makeup (laughs) Mm -hmm. all the way down her neck. Very distracting. Very distracting. So I just, I must have been looking away when it happened and didn't seem to notice that because I was probably, that was probably when I was like, they're kissing, they're kissing. Uh, So that's too bad. Uh, But uh, yeah. it can happen if you're a warmer, if you've got like a cream base, if you've if you've piled it on, if you didn't powder it or finish it in some way, it can can wear off. Sometimes I'll notice in the summer, like when I get on the phone, on my cell phone, and then I move it away from my face and I'll see like makeup left on my phone and be like, whoa. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, that's real gross. Wipe that off. So I'm sure uh, there are other people listening who have had that happen. Not the only one. Um, but I'm guessing something like that probably happened. And especially if she got, you know, I don't know, adrenaline going or whatever, maybe she's a little sweaty. You just never yeah, know. Something uh, like that. And if you like, like, really a noticeable dewy, like, ah, no. <laughs> yeah. If you like, like a dewy look that can also, you know, sometimes mean that you're putting more on your face and yeah anyway so now me i'm naturally dewy that's what people <laughs> just I don't i'm know just i'm just kind of i'm like, a dew guy <laughs> you just like touch me and you're like oh that's damp uh so yeah so that could be those are just some thoughts that i have off the top of my head about her makeup <laughs> um so one thing that tuck did think was very cute was that Abigail 
and Matt were like, oh, I'll do a little sign like to show you that I'm thinking of you. And we were both like, that's very cute. Like, oh, maybe I'll just grab my ear. Like, you know, it's going to be so little. You might miss it. So you really got to pay close attention. And he's like, I think I, I was like, do you think that's cute? And he was like, yeah, <laughs> I think See, that's, that's nice. One too, because it's, yeah. it's like an easy way to plant like a little seed in his head. You know, and when you're awash in a sea of 30 plus women, then, I mean, how are you going to stick out in a group that big? And that's one way to do it. So, yeah, it's smart and it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. I like Abigail. She seems very nice. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I agree. It's interesting to see um, representation of something you might not see otherwise, like a cochlear implant. I, I know that there's a lot of um, divide in the deaf community about that stuff, but I'm not in that community, so I'm not going to comment on any of that stuff. Um yeah. But I think it's cool, like for people who have a cochlear implant, they're probably like, whoa, I don't, it's like not often that I see people like me on, especially like a show like The Bachelor. Oh, so for sure. For that's sure. kind of neat. Like it was, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say the only, the only other like celebrity person I can think of who has cochlear implants is Rush Limbaugh. And uh, I oh. don't think I, I would want him to be the representation for yeah. uh, my community. Abigail's much better. <laughs> much better. She's In much, every much better. Way. Yeah. Like she seems like a very sweet, genuine person. So that's very cool. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like it was cool when, you know, Sarah was on the show too, because like it was so unusual to see somebody on a show like The Bachelor who was like an amputee, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, that's totally different. And I, I really am happy where she is now. Like mm -hmm. that she like goes rock climbing and stuff with her boyfriend. I'm like, you're so cool. <laughs> you were way cooler than the show. Like, you know, it's, it's nice that she was on the show and she was really sweet and stuff, but she's clearly better than the show and like yeah. wound up with this really cool guy. Who's like very outdoorsy and adventurous and kind of, you know, pushes her and motivates her. And uh, that's like a perfect match. Anyway, I just wanted to say good job, Sarah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Okay, that was like a cute moment. And then Marilyn gets an orchid from Matt. And he's like, well, I remember you saying you liked orchids. And she's like, they're my favorite. Um, and she's like, that's so sweet. I can't believe you remember. It's like, well, the producers remembered. But anyway, um, <laughs> but then, okay, this was my favorite line in the entire show is when Victoria goes, I'm an empath. <laughs> that's the line. I was like, no. This is like, okay, I'm in, yeah, I just was like, what the fuck? No, you're not. Um, But I'm an empath is like the new I'm an introvert. Like a ton of people who yeah. aren't that think they're that and they're, and I'm like a true ambivert. Like every time I take a test, it's like I get 50-50 <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, I really enjoy talking to people, but then I want them to just fuck off forever and I don't want to see anyone for like a week. Like that's totally yep. me. Um. But there was like that period of time, what, I don't know, like five or six years ago where everybody was like, I'm an introvert. <laughs> like it's trendy to be an introvert. Just like at one point it was like, it's cool to be a Hufflepuff. You know, it's like, all right, well, whatever. And then I like, I like the memes on Instagram that are like, I'm an extroverted introvert. You can't have both. You could be both. <laughs> you get one or the well, other. And then you, you can, can post your memes. <laughs> you can be both. You can be both. I mean, but everybody's like a mix, right? Like it's not like yeah. a one or the other. It's like, where exactly. are you on that spectrum? And um, 
But yeah, now I feel like empath is like the new thing where people are like, I'm an empath. And I'm like, are you? Because I feel like you don't understand anybody's feelings. Yeah, I am. I have feelings that I think about other people on occasion. It's like, no, that's called being a human being. Shut the hell up. Yeah, it's like, do you feel physical pain? Do you feel someone else's emotions when they're experiencing them? Do you know, like, because like that, okay, then maybe you're an empath. But like, I'm an organic life form. I've got a body made up of cells and atoms. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't, I can't take that away from you. Um, But it's like, tell me what I am and what I'm not, Sammy. (laughs) Well, but it's like, if I look at anybody and, and think, yeah, that person is an empath. The the last person on my list in the whole history of the world is going to be like Victoria. Yeah, uh, Victoria no, there's and a few Limbaugh. people before. Yeah, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. And like, you know, 45 and like Hitler. So, mm-hmm. um <laughs> sorry, sorry Victoria, that's mean. Um but I you need to be more self-aware, okay? If if me, a complete stranger, can look through the TV and go, there's no way in hell you're an empath. There's no way in hell you're an empath. Okay. I would believe that Sarah was before you are. And I still think there is something a little, there's something off about Sarah or they're leading me to believe it from editing. And then if they did that, good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she, yeah, it's just like, how can you even say that with a straight face? Uh, I'm an empath. It's like she took one quiz on BuzzFeed and she cheated. And now she's like, I'm an empath. And that's how that happened. And so- but but here's the thing that was fun is EJ. I really like EJ. Can I just say I know she's not going to make it anywhere. Yeah. Like, but she's my. I think she's my favorite so far this season because she just rolls in and she just is herself, like a hundred percent. And she won capture the flag or capture the heart or whatever, um, because everybody else was in their own shit and she just went off and did her own thing and won. <laughs> It's just like goals. She's great. But she came into the room and she was like, "Uh, I'm feeling like a real like icky energy in here. Like this is not good. Everybody. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Then she's like, oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, Marilyn got a, got an orchid because she's so toxic. (laughs) And, um, and then she goes, we're like oil and vinegar. I like that too. I was like, you're a salad dressing? That's I was like, so you get along together. Like you mix well. Because that's what oil and vinegar does. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, honey. No. Um, And she's, yeah, she's such a gaslighter. It's just so, it's just so hard to watch. So anyway. And I think she was pushing, she was pushing Marilyn to just kind of like, blow up back at her or deny, 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 deny. And Marilyn pretty much sat down and was just like, Hey, I, you know, I apologize. I didn't know I made you feel that way. I want to acknowledge how you're feeling. And, uh, then Victoria's kind of taken aback. And then she's just like, well, I thought that's what you would say, but I'm not (laughs) so toxic. Yeah, she's like, I want to move forward. And she's like, well, there's no moving forward with me. It's only around and around in confusion. And you're like, great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and then she she basically insinuates that that Marilyn is bullying her by trying to apologize. And it's um it's very, very strange. 
and like you said, I mean, with that background information, maybe Maryland didn't didn't handle things perfectly, but Victoria is clearly manipulating the situation. Uh, she's a giant baby, and she doesn't know <laughs> how to wear a bra properly, and that's a problem. So, yeah, she really. I mean, th- there's just a lot. There's a lot of stuff that's wrong with her, and she's got a lot of work to do on herself before she turns a corner. And but she won't, and we'll see her on Paradise in six months. <laughs> oh God, she'll definitely be on Paradise. But um, yeah, so we get midway through the rose ceremony. So, oh, I also really like Piper, and I'd like to see more of Piper because I just feel like she's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just haven't, and Maggie, we haven't seen a lot of her either. But anyway, Piper, Kit, Maggie, Rachel, Abigail, Chelsea, Jasenia, Katie, and Serena C all got through. And mm-hmm. roses, and then, and then Sarah like passed out. And I've done kind of what happened to her before. And I said to talk, I'm like, I bet she locked her knees. Not that I've ever done that because I haven't done that. Um, but this is one thing I learned in choir uh, is when you're up there and you're performing and you're singing, don't lock your knees because if you lock your knees, you're gonna pass out. You're gonna just fall straight forward Whoa, and i didn't know that i want to try it yeah now. no don't do it <laughs> no so so our choir our choir I, I heard this with from more than one choir director so this was obviously like well known <laughs> but they'd mm-hmm. be like make sure when you're up there you put a little bend in your knees just a little bit uh not enough that it's noticeable but enough that you feel like you have a little bit of bounce because if you lock them then it screws up your blood flow or something. And then that can cause you to pass out. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this was, this was Sammy elementary school science. So a okay. required teacher, but this is, now I want to Google it because I just believed this my whole life. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just going to do it. See, I was the kid in, in dare class. Did you guys have dare? Did you have dare? Do you know what that is? Oh yeah. Yeah. We had dare. Of course. Okay. So yeah, was, I was, I was the kid in dare class who was just like, man, all these sound really cool. I want to do drugs now. Like that's, <laughs> Well, yeah, it was it was like uh, it was very uh, notoriously not successful. And my mom was one of the people who um, uh, facilitated that at another school because she was guidance Mm. counselor for 30 years. But anyway, um, here's the okay. this was something that we talked about in sororities, too. And apparently it's a big thing in the military. Why can you pass out from locking your kneecaps too long? My brother is in the National Guard. This is from uh, explain like I'm five on Reddit. and he said this happens very frequently among other soldiers while in line. Neither of us knew the direct cause. Shed some light, please. And they said, if you're standing for a while, like in a military formation, they say not to lock your knees in case you pass out. That way, if you pass out, you drop straight down and don't fall over like a tree, hurting yourself more and possibly knocking down others. So that's um, what one person said. Then someone else said, it's actually a combination. You lose blood flow to the brain by locking your knees. See, that's what I said. Bingo. Because of the femoral artery, one of the major arteries getting cut off. But also, if you do pass out, you can easily land face first, which would suck. Which I've seen happen. I I remember this happened in class one time. Plant? Yes, it was terrifying. He went face first into like cement, basically. Oh dear! You know, like onto our on in a classroom. They were presenting. This was like a science class or something, and we all had to present in groups. And this guy just fucking face planted right in front of all of us and we were all horrified and i think he like busted up his nose too i can't remember but like yeah he didn't have anything to to protect his fall and it happened so fast that like no one could react he was just like he was up and then he was down like it was so 
Yeah. So when I was in choir, they would say, don't lock your knees for any reason. Make sure you always have a bend. And that's, that's gotta be why. So now we know it, it restricts your blood flow if you do that. And also it will make you fall straight forward. So we We learned something today. Yeah. So, so Sarah though, it didn't seem like she locked her knees is my point, but maybe she did. And then she relented because if she had done something to cut off blood flow, um, that can make you pass out. But she did kind of crumple, which is like the better way to handle that. Like if you're starting to feel lightheaded, it's good to try to like get to your knees as fast mm-hmm. as possible. And if you're feeling faint, you're supposed to like, you know, put your head between your knees and breathe that way. Um, mm-hmm. So that like your head is like lower than your, you know, other parts of your body to start getting like the blood flowing back to your head. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so... My my question for the next episode is, was the faint real or not? Mm. The way she described it, it sounded very real. Because like, it have you ever real. passed out? I, I I don't think I've ever passed out. But I mean, not like that. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there'd be any motivation for her to pass out. Like, was there, was there any tangible? I didn't reason? think so either. Like, she... She had a rose already and she had a great date. There's no reason for her to have passed out. Like, I don't see no. any and she malicious type of person who's trying no. to like, you know, take time over from other people. So no, but that's what makes it interesting. Like, what if she was like, that would be pretty mm-hmm. low down. But, but she, she described it as like seeing black, you know, and I've, so like I passed out when my when my mom was like, when I first got my ears pierced when I was 10 years old and my mom was like turning my earrings in the morning and I was like, I don't feel so good. And she was like, well, you'll go downstairs and eat breakfast and whatever. And then I just saw black and I was out. Hmm. And, and it's like, it clouds up your vision at first and then you're just down. And that's what hmm. she was saying. She was like, I'm going to pass out. Cause I'm just seeing like black cover up my vision. And I was like, Oh, I've been there. It's so, sc-. and you're usually like clammy and sweaty and weird and, Ooh, and, yeah, and all shaky that. and stuff. And I was like, I feel like I could feel that from the way her body was moving. So I can't imagine she faked it. It no, looked very real. That. She looked very shaken up. So, um, so I'm wondering if that's how they're, interpreting it or if that's what they want us to believe yeah the women must feel very threatened by her or or someone else is spreading shit about her or i don't know but that's the thing i'm really interested to see how that turns out yeah i guess we'll see i don't know tune in next week and find (laughs) out if sarah's faking her faint and also is victoria gonna wear more terrible clothing yeah what's the bright We'll figure it do you, out. Do you think she'll make it through this rose ceremony? I feel like she has to. Oh, for sure. She was in the preview for the next episode, hooting and hollering. Oh, she was. Crap. Oh, yeah. She'll. she'll oh, with there. with a different outfit. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of fighting coming up, so I'm very interested to see where that's all coming from. And it doesn't look like just editing. It looks like there are several groups of people fighting. So, very exciting. Get excited, everybody! Hopefully, it's better than. <laughs> The Bachelorette was more ex- <laughs> even our favorite Bachelorette couldn't save it. Couldn't do it. All right, all right, everyone. We'll take care. Um, I'm gonna go order some fancy food and try to uh, forget that there's a floater in my eye that makes me feel like I'm one twentieth of the way passed out. I'm gonna eat a whole ham.
<laughs> so enjoy that. Take care of yourselves and each other. Uh, keep keep being safe. Stay home when you can and read good books to, to keep busy and listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, and uh, don't lock your knees or do needle drugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be different. It's called a twist. <laughs> That's a gotcha. <laughs> oh, my God. Whole ass. <laughs>